Welcome to Crosspoint. 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 An interactive program featuring ministers and leaders of the Christian community addressing the issues that are challenging the church today. Here's your host, Mark Taylor. As Christians, our position has with it responsibilities and authority. I'm Mark Taylor, and welcome to Crosspoint. Today's guest is Pastor Mike Thompson. He is no stranger to spiritual warfare, and believing God has a higher purpose for his people. Pastor Thompson holds a degree in Bible theology, Christian counseling, and has been a guest on many ministry programs over his 45 years in ministry. Here on Crosspoint, we've got Mike Thompson with us. We're going to be talking about the Third Heaven Authority. And Mike, uh, right here in the first part of the book, you say, throughout this book, I will be sharing some important keys that will help you better understand the Third Heaven Authority, how to walk in the realm of dominion that Christ purchased for you by learning how to pray effectively. So is this book about prayer? I would say the overview, everything that's kind of woven into it, is about prayer. But it's about the authority that we have in prayer. And I really teach people how to understand who they are in the Lord Jesus Christ, what God has given unto them, and to effectively then increase the impact of their prayer life and to actually allow that authority to just manifest in everything that they do in life. Yeah, I really cover prayer, all forms of prayer in the book. Okay. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to fully take this authority that Christ has given them where they can be more effective prayers? Well, I would say, first of all, that we have to understand that these are things that we have to learn. And whatever group, whatever background that we have in being raised up in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, our church background, our family background, all those things, what was really taught or invested into us. And if these things uh, haven't been known and invested into us, then uh, of course, we're not really going to understand that. And so that's why I spend such an intense amount of time in the book developing the, the concepts of prayer, the different types of prayer, what they're for, and the things that uh, God expects of us in being able to pray the things of heaven into manifestation into our lives. We have so much more authority then uh, I think, you know, even with writing this book and everything that I know, I don't know it all. I'm still learning. I'm completely amazed at how much that the Lord Jesus Christ has invested into his people and given to us. You know, we have this concept, I think, Mark, where a lot of times that it's like, well, we just, uh, we're just here. We just get saved. Yeah. And we shoot up some prayers when we have needs, and, and we want God to answer them. But we don't understand that he has actually given us the authority uh, because of who we have been created to be as third heaven creations in the Lord Jesus Christ to actually not only perceive and receive the things of heaven, but to be able to release them into the earth. And I think that anybody who reads the book actually would walk away with this concept of authority and strength and confidence, that they know that they're really praying the will of God, and that God is on the move and releasing great things through them. Now, you mentioned the Third Heaven, the book's entitled Third Heaven Authority. So what is the Third Heaven? What is that all about? Well, this is my concept of uh, what I perceive scripturally, 
and also part of the experience where the Lord spoke to me. I never heard the term third heaven authority before, ever. You know, I've been in the ministry at this particular point for 45 years. You know, a great Bible student, and I'd never heard those things before. Um, but when he spoke it to me in an encounter, and he said he wanted me to teach third heaven authority to the people, then at that point, all of a sudden now, I'm you know, my brain is firing off all of these scriptures and, and everything. And I realized in uh, um, Second Corinthians, you know, chapter 12, the first four verses, the Apostle Paul, speaking in third person about himself, talks about a man, he was a man, who was caught up to third heaven. Right. So we find that. So in all of my studies, and with a lot of peer ministers and stuff that I know, what uh, my basic concept of that is that the three heavens, number one, the first heaven, is what we would call the natural universe. It's the stellar heavens. It's, first of all, the Earth is part of that, and then there's the moon, the stars, the other planets, everything. It's a physical universe. So that's first heaven. Um, Second heaven is the spiritual atmosphere that coexists with the first heaven. So in other words, it's that spiritual plane realm atmosphere, if you will, that is around the Earth, that we are here on the Earth, uh, and that's the realm. See, the first heaven, natural beings operate in. As human beings, we operate in our natural bodies in that physical realm. But as spiritual beings, because, you know, we are spirits created by God, exist inside of these bodies, uh, we operate in the spiritual realm simultaneously. Angels, God, the Holy Spirit, demonic spirits, are in that spiritual atmosphere. That's the second heaven realm. Third heaven is the highest of the heavens. You know, the Bible all the way through, particularly uh, one scripture I love in Amos, where he talks about how that God lives in the highest of the heavens, and that he created the strata of these different layered heavens, first heaven, second heaven, third heaven. So, I believe that's the throne room. That's the place where we go to after we leave our life here on this earth. It's what people would just generally say, heaven. Are you going to heaven? Yeah, I'm going to heaven because I'm born again. Well, that would be the third heaven realm. And so third heaven authority then is the concept of operating in our prayer life and with the authority that Jesus has given unto us by his shed blood to operate from heaven's perspective, from third heaven perspective. And if you will, these concepts sometimes are a little difficult to uh, kind of, you know, verbalize, but if you will, it's from heaven's viewpoint looking down rather than from earth's viewpoint looking up. And so those are the three heavens. Now, in the book here, page 15, I'm looking at a view from heaven, and you talk about the position of the third heaven authority. It says most believers today have a limited understanding of their spiritual authority because they're operating in what I call the linear authority. Is that right? Yes. And so linear being from Earth's perspective, looking out. Uh, We do that. We get up and we go about our day. And so we're looking from a linear perspective about what's going on around us 
on the earth, and in the natural, and also in the spiritual. And, you know, having been in the ministry for a long time, I realized that uh, after the Lord began showing these things to me uh, with these encounters, that uh, as effective that I had been, you know, preaching the Word, praying for the sick, getting people um, healed, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, I mean, just... And, and a lot of miracles, and even moving in the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, all of these wonderful things that are biblical, and they are spiritual. They're from the spiritual realm around us. It's still my perspective in my mind, in my heart, was always here, just straight out in front of me. I'm talking to this guy in front of me. Um, I'm preaching the word to this congregation in front of me. I'm praying for the sick person who is right here in front of me and on this linear level and very effective. I mean, God used me. He uses all believers so much in that area. But during this encounter, the Lord showed me that perspective from above and how that I wasn't just limited to the linear aspect, but I had the ability, by the presence of the Holy Spirit, Him coming on me, to raise me up in my perspective and to see it from a heavenly realm. And so that freed me up. And the Lord even told me that, He said, I'm just going to show you a more effective way, a way that you can have greater impact than you had before, a way that you can release authority in your prayers. And when I say uh, in your prayers, you know, as believers, and I cover this a lot in my book, is that we actually have different elements of prayer. For instance, one form of prayer is praying to God, you know, which is a prayer of petition and supplication and request unto God. Uh, and so we address Him. You know, we just say, God, help me in this situation, or Lord, would you save that person, or, you know, we're addressing God. But there's another form of prayer that has more of an authoritative release of God flowing through us in that. Sometimes we call it decrees, um, prophetic releases, using your authority. You know, Jesus demonstrated both of those with Lazarus after his death. He stood in front of Lazarus's tomb, and he looked up to heaven, or addressed heaven, and said, God, I know that you hear me, but yet for those that are around me, see, he was addressing, that's a form of prayer. But he didn't stop praying at that point when he then said, Lazarus, come forth. And so that was the part of the command so it took the authority in both realms. It took the authority of, number one, understanding who he was with God. It was his heavenly Father. He had the right to come boldly before the throne of grace uh, and just have, uh, you know, have that dialogue and that exchange with God and have God flowing, you know, speaking to him and helping him and giving him wisdom. But the other aspect of that authority was in a power demonstration when he said, Lazarus, come forth, because he was speaking to Lazarus, and he was commanding that kind of a, uh, a situation where it would be the end result, 
He wasn't just speaking the problem. He wasn't saying, Lazarus, you're dead. And so often we think that, you know, that prayer is when we let God know what's going on, as we pour our heart out unto Him, He already knows what's going on. But that power release and authority is taking the elements and the dynamics and the power of the kingdom and releasing it through us. Uh, so, it man, prayer, so important. Yeah. In the place of the book here, chapter entitled The Third Heaven Epistle, uh, you say there, we don't pray from a position of being under the circumstances, but rather from a vantage point of being above them as Christ is above them. So don't start in the hole when we start praying. Start praying like we're victorious. Oh, that's it. Absolutely. And in order to do that, you have to be in a place to where you really understand who God has created you to be. You know, oftentimes I say it this way. I said that we are third heaven creations operating in third heaven revelation and functioning in third heaven authority. So you only operate and release the kind of authority uh, that your own perception about yourself. How do you look at yourself? How do you view yourself? Are you weak and beggarly? Are you trying to just get along and and hoping that uh, Jesus will somehow bail you out of the situations of life? Uh, have you been taught? Have you been trained by circumstances or by things of the world or, uh, you know, condemnation and fear and other these kind of things that you experience in life to just think of yourself lowly? Or do you have a scriptural perception? You have something that the revelation, the Holy Spirit has come where you understand who he created you to be. That's why that chapter that you referenced earlier, uh, where I call Ephesians, the third heaven epistle. Now, I realize Philippians, Colossians are, you know, uh, every book in the Bible is equal. But the book to the Ephesians is something that the Lord really drew me to, because when I had the encounter, and the Lord was dealing with me about these things, in fact, maybe I should just share the encounter a little bit in a minute, uh, so people could understand that, but in this encounter, the things that I saw and I heard in the spiritual realm so mimicked Paul's expressions the way he verbalized the things he talked about, how he viewed things. When he wrote the book to the Ephesians, it was so close. That's why I thought, you know, this this is where, this is not scriptural, the Bible doesn't say this, but it's my belief that in 2 Corinthians 12, when Paul had that third heaven encounter, and even when he said that he saw things that were inexpressible, it doesn't necessarily mean that he could never say anything, because, you know, it was like five years later when he wrote the book to the Ephesians. He began, I believe that the Lord allowed him to relay some of these things to the body of Christ uh, so that we could understand that we are third heaven beings and that God is in us and that we are in Christ. It is such a mystery that right now, on the earth that Jesus is in us, but also at the same time that we are seated with him in heavenly places. You know, in Ephesians 1, 
it says that Jesus was raised up far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So he was lifted far above. And so through these encounters, and I explain very well in my book, is I began to realize that the far above was not only just a, a situation of authority, because he has greater authority. His authority is far above, but also because of my experience, it was from a location. It was from a heaven perspective, looking down, so to speak. And so then the next chapter, in chapter 2 of Ephesians, it says, and you have been raised up and seated with him in those heavenly places, in the heavenly realms. And so we have that authority, and, and, I, and we have the ability here on earth. I believe it's totally scriptural. Uh, experientially, I've seen it, Mark, is that in my own life, yeah. is that we have the ability. Right now, I'm, I'm seated in my, uh, my home office study talking to you on the phone. But at the same time, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. And from that heavenly place, I draw the wisdom, I hope, I pray, the wisdom, the knowledge, the perception, the understanding, the power, the authority to flow through me while I'm right here in my office, seated and discussing these things with you. So that whole third heaven perspective and realm and authority absolutely changes any believer's prayer life so that they just, man, I mean, it's like taking the volume or the power knob and just cranking that thing up from three, four, five, all the way to 10. Yeah. Well, folks, we're talking about the third heaven authority with Mike Thompson. Stay with us. We'll be back with more right after this. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today? This is Mark Taylor. If you miss a broadcast of Crosspoint, you can always go to our website at www.kneo.org and click on the programs page. There you can access the current Crosspoint program as well as the last four programs that have been aired. Never miss another Crosspoint program again. Go to www.kneo.org today. You're listening to Crosspoint. Thanks for tuning in today. We're talking today with Mike Thompson. Mike, this book, Third Heaven Authority. Now, I know you've done other work, and uh, you're involved in a lot of different areas from teacher, pastor, counseling, and other things. How do people go about getting a hold of you, finding out more about this book and the work you do as well? Well, first of all, on all social medias, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, um, it's all Mike Thompson Ministries. They can search me there. Mike Thompson Ministries, Las Vegas. Uh, find me easily. Website is um, Word of Life World Outreach, 
org or MikeThompsonMinistries.org. The book itself is not only mentioned, you know, and they can get to the links through our website, but if they just pop online, man, and just type in Third Heaven Authority by Mike Thompson, it's going to come up. Um, Christian Book Distributors, Harrison, uh, or Charisma, who was the uh, Charisma House, is the publisher of the book. Uh, it's easy to find. I also have a podcast by the same name, so, uh, you know, that'll probably pop up also. Uh, they can go and listen to my podcast where I describe, if you go back to number one, uh, episode one, and just walk all the way through, um, I, I really, really do a lot of teaching on the subject. Okay. Now, in the book, Authority on Earth as it is in Heaven, uh, this title of this of the chapter there you say the Holy Spirit will give you further wisdom and instruction as you meditate on the Word and pray in the Spirit. The Word itself uh, is a commission from heaven. That that's why it is so important to become a student of the Word. So you're saying there, know your Bible, know what the Word says, and you'll have a lot more powerful prayer life because you'll pray with the Word. Oh, absolutely. That is that is key, yeah. Yeah, we are students of the Word. Everything is in the Word. The revelation is in the Word. But it's the Word and the Spirit. Uh, so the more we study about the Word, we also have to, in my opinion, also increase our relationship with the Holy Spirit and how He works, ebbs, flows of the Spirit, you know, navigates the ways of the Spirit. Because the ways of the Spirit are what give us the application. You know, uh, the Word of God is the principle, um, and for every principle, there are numerous applications. And so, we need the biblical principle, for instance, um, like healing. I believe in physical healing. We look at the Word of God, we see it, uh, that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. We see it, my hands on the sick and they shall recover. We look at all these different aspects. The principle of healing is there, but how it applies. And so the Holy Spirit has that ability now to bring out all of the applications. Another way of saying it is there's only one interpretation of any given Scripture, but there are numerous applications, Spirit-led, of that Scripture and how it applies to your life. And man, when you get those two things going... Uh, who can stop you? The devil can't yeah. stop you. Man, your prayer life is hot. Yeah. Now, with saying that, what are some of the maybe deceptive ways that the enemy will try to pull someone away from knowing this authority that you're talking about that they have in Christ? First of all, is that the enemy doesn't want you to know who you are. He doesn't want you to be biblically literate, you know, and uh, he'll come up with all kinds of ways to make that the least of your priorities, studying the Word of God, and uh, you know, always buffeting or always coming up with distractions. That's why the term discipline, a lot of times we talk about Christian discipline, studying the Word or prayer life, those kind of things. They're disciplines because, man, you have to just get a hold of yourself, say, I'm going to do this, and uh, push through the distractions that the enemy brings. Uh, secondly, is that the enemy brings some things that uh, a lot of times it's what I call um, spiritual glue. It's a negative thing. 
Uh, remember when I was talking, Mark, earlier about the three heavens and how that uh, first heaven is a physical universe that Earth is part of, and then the second heaven is a spiritual realm. Well, in the spiritual realm around us, one of the things that I learned over the years and also in my encounters here with the Lord is that there are tricks, there are things that I call second heaven hooks that we have to deal with on the earth. And those kind of things are like fear, condemnation. It's when they're they're negative in the sense that they attempt to try to get us to disbelieve ourselves. And so condemnation is judgment. You know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit convicts us, but that the world and the enemy condemns us. And the difference between the two is that conviction of the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit says what you did or your attitude in this situation is wrong, but you're good, just clean it up. Uh, Condemnation is when the enemy says your behavior and your attitude in this situation is bad because you are bad. And inside it plants that seed, and so then we self-doubt. And the enemy comes in and twists those things. He reminds us of the uh, sins or bad thoughts or bad things that have happened before, what we've done. And he tries to get us into that point of failure. And that condemnation plus fear will always begin to diminish our perception of the authority that we have. And so uh, would it be okay with you if I talked about my encounter with the Lord when the Lord took me to sure, sure, heaven. Sure, I, I, I believe people would like to hear that. Yeah, because that kind of wraps, all the things we're talking about surround it. Well, what happened to me is, actually this occurred in 2010, and it's mm-hmm. interesting, I've attempted to write this book three times since then, and uh, it just wouldn't come together and the Lord wouldn't let me. And so now he said, do it. And so Charisma House picked it up and wrote it. But I was in a prayer meeting, and this prayer meeting was actually in a high-rise hotel in the penthouse suite, because there was going to be a large evangelistic crusade beginning the next day. This was not in my city. I traveled because of uh, an invitation from the host pastor to this city, and was in this prayer meeting the night before and we were all praying. There's about 50 believers. We were praying, praying in the Spirit, praying the Word of God, praying, you know, for the meeting. I was walking around looking out of this penthouse suite, high-rise hotel, at all the lights of the city. And then I went over into the living room. I sat down and leaned against the wall. And as soon as I did, boom, it just, the Holy Spirit just caught me away. I felt myself rise up through the ceiling and then through um, the roof of that hotel. And it just amazed me. I'd had some similar experiences before, but I didn't know this was coming. And I got up and I was in the spiritual atmosphere over the city, seeing the same lights. But when I looked up, I could see a bunch of kind of dull reddish lights that were over the city, and I instinctively inside knew that they were the demonic spirits that the prayer group was praying against. Uh, One of the reasons I knew that is because they were dull. 
in the spirit sometimes, I can tell when it's dull, it does not have the glory of God on Everything that doesn't have that dullness, and there's just a little bit of brightness, it's hard to explain, where the glory of God is on something, I can see. So I went right straight through those dull, demonic spirit lights, and I found myself standing right in front of the throne. And when I looked around the throne, I could see the throne in front of me, and I could see all around, standing on both sides, left and right, uh, angelic beings, and the swirling mass of rainbow colors and the sounds of heaven were just uh, nothing that I'd ever experienced on earth. They were rich, they were deep, and the, it's like the swirling mass of rainbow colors arched over and made up the room. It reminded me of Ezekiel's vision in Ezekiel 1, and also um, the revelator John talking about the throne of God and the rainbow. But the rainbow didn't, it wasn't like we would see one that had, uh, you know, form. It was just swirling mass of all these rainbow colors and the authority and the glory of God. And while I was taking this all in, I noticed, the very first thing that I noticed is that all of that fear and condemnation, all of those things were gone, because I was in heaven. I didn't have to deal with them like I do here on the earth, those second heaven hooks. It was all gone. And and I, Jesus' eyes just pierced me in such a loving way. I felt completely loved, accepted, and valued. So my very first feeling was complete love, acceptance, and value in the Lord Jesus Christ. The hook's gone. Wow, that impacted me. I said, Lord, is this what it's like to be a new creation? Is this who you created us to be without all of that other stuff? And it just was amazing. And then the Holy Spirit turned me 180 degrees so that I had my back to the throne. I looked out. I saw this portal, this hole in the floor. It was about 10 foot diameter in front of me. And I looked down. It was a portal foreseen from heaven. This is very important, if the listeners could catch this. The portal was foreseen from heaven down through the second heaven, that spiritual atmosphere, seen from third heaven, down through the second heaven to the first heaven. And I could see those reddish-colored demon lights, dull lights. And then down below them, I could see the prayer room where all of the believers were praying that I was involved in. And then I heard, it's like this voice of the Lord came to me, but it came into my back. It wasn't audible until it reached me. It came into my back as I'm looking down. And I could hear him, and it rumbled on the inside, and he said, that is a, a general, because right up above those dull red lights, I could see a dull but much larger green light. So the prayers down below, it was beyond their view, but from heaven's viewpoint, 
I could see him. And the Lord said, that's a general. That's the the demon that's actually giving the orders to all the lower-level imps and doing their work. And then the second thing that the voice of the Lord came into me about is he said, launch your warfare from here. Wow, launch my warfare from heaven? How can I launch my warfare from heaven unless I have a heavenly perspective? Why do I need my armor in in warfare in heaven if I'm in heaven? And the Lord explained all those things. Uh, we don't have time to get in and, and retell the whole book, but he explained all those things scripturally and to my satisfaction. And so when then came into my back again these words, but instead of staying inside of me, they came out of my mouth. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I dislodge your assignment. I was speaking to that head demon. Mm-hmm. I dislodge your assignment over this city now, and I sow confusion into the process, the communication structure, and your ability to relate to those lower-level demons. And and there were just a lot of things that were just coming in. And when I spoke with authority, because it was just coming out of me, I was doing it from heaven's perspective, Uh, then an angel from one side of the throne room would shoot down like lightning. And then another part of it, an angel from a different part of the throne room would shoot down like lightning. There were angelic beings down there, and they were involved in the warfare. So when this was all over, and I I stood up, and I looked back toward the throne. Jesus got up and walked over to me, and he said, Mike, I'm giving you a new assignment. The assignment is to teach my people third heaven authority, how to operate, to pray from heaven's perspective down rather than from earth's perspective up. He taught me so many things about it taught me about the angels and how that they're so involved in all of this warfare and how they operate and how I'm supposed to just uh, let them do their job instead of hindering them by some of my doubt and unbelief or where I get, you know, I I, I stop some of the things that they're involved in. And uh, so all these things, and he said, Remember, this is 2010. From this point forward, there is going to be an increase in supernatural encounters. And he said, it's going to happen among my people. He said, so many of my children are going to be having heavenly encounters like this. There's going to be an increase in visions and dreams and angelic visitations. Uh, there's, He said, the veil between the natural and the spiritual realms will seemingly grow thinner. He said that's also going to be happening on the dark side. He said in the occult, in New Ageism, in sorcery, and all those kind of areas, they're also going to be a seemingly increase in encounters, and you'll find that witchcraft will be rising, all this... But he said, don't fear, because my side is so much more powerful, and we have the authority, and that's why you need to teach people third heaven authority, so they'll understand who they are, they'll walk in the power, 
and they need people like you and others that I am working with to teach them these spiritual areas so they'll not be deceived. There must be credibility along with power. Give us that address, the website, how they go. I know it's Mike Thompson Ministries, but again, tell people how they can find out more. Uh, yeah, they can go to um, wordoflifeworldoutreach.org for the main website, uh, and I have a link there. But again, just to get the book, go online and just type into your browser, Third Heaven Authority by Mike Thompson. It will come up. Okay. Well, folks, stay with us. We'll be with more right after this. Well, it seems like every time that I'm struggling with something or I'm going through something, it always changes my outlook and my, my attitude and the way I see things. This is 91.7 The Word. It's uh, very encouraging here. Radio that impacts your future. Welcome back to Crosspoint. I'm your host, Mark Taylor. My guest today, Mike Thompson. We're talking about Third Heaven Authority. Mike, in part of the book here, Chapter 6, King... Uh, we talk about the heavenly authority there. Before you can do anything, you must believe that you have authority. I know this sounds super simple, but unbelief is a killer of God things. So how do we get rid of that unbelief? Where does that unbelief come from? Well, unbelief is a manifestation of two things. Number one is lack of knowledge, of course. Um, if you don't have the knowledge of who you are and what God has given unto you in the Scripture, um, then there's no way that you can have faith for it, because we recognize that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So it's the Word of God and the revelation of the Holy Spirit uh, that increases that faith on the inside of us. But number two, Jesus said that in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. We have to face these things on a daily basis, the circumstances of life. Circumstances speak to us, by the way. Uh, they may be inanimate, in other words, not living. Uh, there may be circumstances, a dead car battery, a friend who, um, you know, decided not to be your friend anymore. Uh, you're believing God and then a sickness comes on you. Or uh, And the list goes on and on and on. We have to face these situations every day. We don't realize that those situations have a voice. They speak to us. Now, that voice is either, number one, something that has been inside of us about what we believe that circumstance really is saying, and that goes back to everything in our belief system, our belief structure, about, um, you know, that's been sown in there from the day that we were birthed on the earth. And then as we're born again, it's our job to renew our minds according to the Word of God. The more Word that we put in there, then the more it displaces all of those thoughts before, and then it changes our perceptions of what we can do. But number two, it's also what what's kind of, what, what's a spiritual empowerment behind those things on the negative side? You know, the Apostle Paul even said that when it comes to idolatry, separate subject, he said, the enticement behind idolatry are demonic spirits. So what I'm saying is they're demonic influencers. I've been calling them that, Mark, for, you know, like three decades, well before the Internet came along. Demonic influencers. They influence. 
They put pressure on us. There's temptations. There's tests. There's trials. There's all these things. And so all of those things formulate a voice, how it speaks to us. And we have to learn to ignore the voice of demons, the voice of those circumstances that are around us, and we have to learn how to just say to them what the Lord says. Uh, We have to believe what the Lord says about us. He says we're the righteousness of God in Christ. And so if a situation or a a demonic presence, a pressure, anything else is coming along and saying, you're a worthless piece of junk, you know, God doesn't like you, God doesn't love you, that's not scriptural. That is absolutely against the Word of God, even if we have made mistakes. He said to ask for forgiveness and then go on, and that forgiveness is ours. It has nothing to do with our creation in Jesus Christ. It's a mistake, but who we are is the important thing, and so many Christians judge who they are by what they do or have experienced. And no, you can't do that. You can only judge who you are by what the Word of God says. And that we have, as the ecclesia in Matthew 16, you know, Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you, didn't say whatever I, he said whatever you bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. And the Greek text, the sense of it actually is, shall have already been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loosed, or shall have already been loosed in heaven. We are the enforcers of heaven on this earth. These are the things that are contained in our new creation. And when we realize those things, and we break through negative or even religious thinking, you know, the the Pharisees and the scribes that Jesus confronted at times, you know, he talked about how that you deny the power thereof. We have to have that power flowing through us, brother. Yeah. And as we do. You know, is God, do you think, calling this church to me more central in this role of engaging spiritual warfare today now more than ever? Because it seems like Satan is wanting to engage it a lot more than he used to. Oh, undoubtedly. I do believe that. My perception is that there has been an absolute increase in what I would call um, the lion's army, lion of the tribe of Judah. And that only comes from encounters I've had with the Lord, where I saw a vision of the huge lion of Judah commanding um, armies. And that's a chapter in the book. And so, in other words, warriors, you know, the Bible uses, it talks about us being a family. Uh, talks about us being a body, the body of Christ, but also talks about us in warfare. And at this point, I think that there is, in in my years, the largest remnant and fighting force that probably this planet has ever seen, because it's not only warring against the rise of all of the uh, spiritual activity to try to disempower the church and to take the world to hell, so to speak. Uh, We have to break that. But it also 
is the breaking that releases the greatest revival and spiritual awakening that this planet has also ever seen. And the Lord is calling us to war. But I don't want to misinterpret or scare people where they think that to war, oh, wow, I don't want to get out there and get beat up or, you know, (laughs) a fearful thing. No, no, it's not fearful. It is just realizing, man, when you realize the power that you have, it's a natural thing to just take authority. And when Jesus and when his apostles and the other uh, church personages, you know, and stuff would just operate in their authority, man, demons were cast out. It's a natural thing because of the authority. Bodies were healed. People were saved. Miraculous. All kinds of things. And that can happen in a joyful way. The 70 returned to Jesus with joy, saying, even the demons are cast out. They're afraid of us. Yeah, We're resisting them. They're leaving. And so that's where we're at right now, Mark, yeah. is it's intense warfare. And we have the ability to take the land and win this thing. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt, Mike, that uh, we could just go on and on. We're out of time. but And this is something that excites you and, and uh, something you know that the Lord's put on your heart. That, folks, we've been talking about the third heaven authority. Discover how to pray from heaven's perspective. And again, tell the people uh, before we leave, Mike, about how they can find out more about your ministry and this book, The Third Heaven Authority. Oh, thanks, Mark. Yeah, I'll do that. I uh, Basically, if they go onto any social media, talking about YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, Facebook, look, Mike Thompson Ministries. You know, I'm in Las Vegas. They can find me just like that. Okay. They can go to the website. Um, I also have a podcast on Charisma Podcast Network that's called Third Heaven Authority. The book is called Third Heaven Authority. If they just search on their web browser, Third Heaven Authority by Mike Thompson, it'll bring all of these things up and easily found. All right. Well, Mike, thank you for being with us today here on Crosspoint. I appreciate it so much, Mark. Well, folks, a great book today. A very exciting book. Very exciting author, Mike Thompson, talking about the Third Heaven Authority. You remember him talking about the Word, knowing the Word, knowing how to pray the Word in that interview? Well, the Word I hold here in my other hand, which is the Bible, the Holy Word of God. And, you know, this book contains the most important words you're ever going to read and certainly ever follow. And it will teach you how to pray and pray effectively against the things that Satan is up to right now and help you to win in that battlefield of spiritual warfare. So folks, learn your Bible. Be sure to join us again next time as we again discuss issues that are affecting the church. Have a great week. Allow God to use you for his purposes so that greater things can be done. Make your life count in God's plans for eternity. I'm Mark Taylor. Crosspoint is a program produced in Studio 101 at KNAO Radio. Not all of the views on Crosspoint reflect those of the management or staff of KNEO. You may contact the Crosspoint program at 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850, or by email crosspoint at kneo.org. You can hear Crosspoint four times a week, Saturday morning at 1, Saturday afternoon at 2, Saturday evening at 9, and Sunday evening at 7. You can also listen anytime on 
Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri is proud to be sponsoring this portion of broadcasting on KNEO. Owned by Judy and Danny Harper, Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri specializes in French Bulldogs. For more information, the phone number is 417-628-3083. Are you walking in everything God has for you? Hi, I'm Pastor Gary Culp, and I'd like to invite you to check out the Exceedingly Abundant Ministries podcast available from the Sky High Podcast Network. This 30-minute weekly Bible study will give you time to grow spiritually and get to know God and His Word on a deeper level. God has more in store for you than you ever realized. Listen to Exceedingly Abundant Ministries today and learn about how God can do more with your life than you ever imagined.